This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who are the pine. I will be your host today, Mason, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Scott versus Benchwarmer Dan and newcomer Drew Top. So first off, welcome to the bench, Drew. Since you are new, why don't you give us kind of brief rundown where you're from, what teams you're for, and anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, name's Drew. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Big, uh, big Midwest person. Uh, love the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Cincinnati Reds and Bengals. Uh, loved watch the NBA. I was a collegiate golfer, so I also pay kind of attention to the PGA Tour. Awesome. I've noticed a team that you've mentioned that. One particular bench warmer may or may not be a fan of for various reasons. So we'll kind of see how that goes over. <laughs> he think I, I think I think he thinks he, it's fine as long as you know that that one word doesn't uh, make its way into its its name. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, that was Dan, his teammate. So Dan, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I don't have really anything else to say. It's it's the beginning of the summer. I'm uh, kind of got some real easy weeks ahead of me a couple of weeks off and yeah so i'm wonderful i don't have a broken leg or foot or anything like that so that's foreshadowing by the way so as we're talking about our team name tonight we were we were talking about um this certain ohio state university that has a uh, very according to some bench warmers not me but some don't like the uh, the, the leading the that goes into uh, ohio state so Tonight, just for tonight, and this was Drew's doing. I wholeheartedly agree with it, but this is Drew's doing. We are going to be the Josh fan club. Yeah, so you can't get <laughs> mad at it. It's a fan club for him, right? It's the fan club, as a matter of fact. The one and only, yes. All right, awesome. All right, let's go over to Matt and Scott. Whoever wants to start off, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I think we kind of both came up with a team name, but um, I'll go first. I was excited today because they the news about Messi's contract with Inter Miami came out, and I'm super excited to see what kind of impacts that has on the sporting worlds and for players going forward and equity in teams or in uh, advertisers or content creation. It was super interesting uh, to read about that. So uh, I geeked out on a bunch of uh, TikTok videos about it. So I'm excited about that. We should get a, a naked bootleg. And a bunch of uninformed people could get together and talk about things that we don't know anything about. But yeah, so that was my day. Scott, tell us about why it is that you're laying down in a Dexter-like bunker. Well, first of all, it's what this whole podcast is made of. Just a bunch of us talking about stuff we don't know anything about. It's the Naked Bootleg, it's the OT, it's it's, it's pretty much everything we do. It's our Patreon episodes. Sign up to be a patron. If you're not, you're missing out on some mediocre monthly episodes. So yeah, please sign up. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I, so I, I'm coming off, I'm two weeks, uh, removed from one of the most gruesome injuries in the history of Club Waka West LA kickball. I broke my ankle in two places. It's completely shattered. So I have been stuck inside doing absolutely nothing for the past two weeks. And based on the surgeon's diagnosis, I've got another three to four months of this. And I've got uh, about a year before he says I can really run or play any of the sports that I enjoy. So I can probably play like, I mean, I do like horseshoes. I'm sure I could play horseshoes, you know. A game of horseshoes. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like horseshoes. That's fine. Ladder golf, things like that. You know, corn, real, you know, white people barbecue party games I can do. Bags. You can play some cornhole. I could definitely play cornhole. Yep. You know, um, maybe some croquet. Bo- maybe bocce ball might be pushing it. That's a lot of walking. Maybe you can learn darts and snooker. You could become uh, a Dan. Dan Lumber could have a new fan. Or you, you could be your biggest fan. I should, you know what? I should. I'm not a huge darts fan. I like billiards, but yeah, maybe snooker's the way to go. We'll see. I think I can get you hooked up with a pair of, with a set of lawn darts. All right, that see that'll do. I didn't say that. I did not say that over the air. <laughs> none, none of you heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, our team name. Um, uh, Drew was essentially, you know, like we like to roll out the red carpet for all of our new players. He was given the opportunity to choose his teammate, and he very, very wisely chose Dan. So because of that, Matt and I are once again forced to team up. So we said, you know what? We're just going to stay true to what happens all the time, and our team name is going to be Forced Team Up. All right. Excellent. We have Forced to Team Up versus the Josh Fan Club, and I'm going to say it each and every time that way yes. just yes, to make are. sure of how important it is. <laughs> so with that, let's go ahead and kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thank you, Dan. That was well done. Uh, I wish you would have emphasized the articles a little bit more, but otherwise. I thought about doing it, and then I realized, you know, it's, I read this year ago, so. What? I tried. I tried. I should have known. I really should have known. I should have anticipated this, yeah. All right. Well, good enough anyway. We're going to move to today's first quarter, which is going to be Fill the Gaps. Fill the Gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth 10 points. All right, anyway, let's get to question one. On December 9th, 2018, a play that came to be known as the Miracle in Miami was the first walk-off game-winning touchdown in NFL history that involved multiple lateral passes. Down 33 to 28 with seven seconds left, quarterback Blank threw a pass over the middle that was caught by wide receiver Blank, who lateraled the ball to the right side of the field to wide receiver Blank. He then tossed the ball to the running back Blank, who ran the ball 52 yards for a touchdown to win the game 34 to 33. The only person to have a chance to tackle said running back near the goal line was Blank, who was substituted at safety in place of Devin McCourty. We're going to check on Mason. Forced to team up has checked in the Josh fan club as a couple of minutes to talk it up. Okay. So what we have right now, you said that the, the person who was in for the safety was Gronk, right? It was. Yeah. He made this hilariously half-hearted attempt at the goal line. Okay. We have Tannehill throwing to stills. And then I don't know who the next two people to hit the ball were. I, I, I don't remember who else was playing with Miami at that point. I remember the beginning of that play, but 
I'm not going to be of much help with who else was. Could it have been Devontae Parker, the other receiver? Um, Probably. That actually makes a lot of sense. And then running back at the time, I think that was before Mostert was there. I'm going to go with you on that one. We're, this this is relatively recent NFL that I did not. I I it's it's I'm from like mid 2000s back. I'm great, but yeah, I like the idea of it being Stills and Parker, Riders and the running back. Would that have been too late for Ronnie Brown still? Yes. Okay. Yes, it would have been. Um, we may just have to go with the four unless you can come up with really quickly come up with another running back. Yeah, no, no one comes to mind other than Raheem Mostert for that one. Okay, so we're gonna say we're gonna say Tannehill, Stills, Parker, who else? Raheem Mostert. Okay, and um, Rob Gronkowski. Okay, and force team up your answers. I think they're right on the on the uh, Parker, um, Scott. But we had uh, Tannehill, uh, Kenny Stills, uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Kenyon Drake, who scored the touchdown. And then Gronk. Okay, so let's go through the answers in order. The quarterback for Miami was Ryan Tannehill through the pass to Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills lateraled it to Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker lateraled it to Kenyon Drake, uh, who then ran 52 yards for the touchdown. And as uh, Drew mentioned, that Gronk basically whiffed completely on the tackle, but he was in at safety for Devin McCourty. So both teams are getting 40 out of the 50. And the the aftermath of this game is uh, one of Bill Belichick's infamous quotes where he said, look, it's the National Football League. Nobody died. Got a big game against Pittsburgh next week. And that was his response to it. <laughs> you, you, you said it with a lot more emotion than he did, though. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. So, all right. Both teams got four out of five. Okay. We're going to move on to question two. It's kind of in a similar vein to question one. On December 18th, 2022... The play known as the Lunatic Lateral or the Hail Moron occurred at Allegiant Stadium. Tied at 24, quarterback Blank handed the ball off to Blank, who pitched the ball back to wide receiver Blank after running backwards. He then threw the ball towards the quarterback, but the pass was instead caught by defensive end Blank, who stiff-armed the quarterback before scoring with no time left on the clock to give the Blanks the win. We're going to check in. Force team up has checked in the Josh fan club. Go ahead and talk it up. All right. So it's going to be Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. And then he pitched the ball back to who? Is it Jacoby Myers? Does that sound right? It very well could have been. I mean, with the way the Patriots played last year, I forget if they even had a wide receiver crew at all. Right. And then he threw the ball back toward Mac Jones and yeah. Chandler Jones is the one who ended up with Chandler it. Jones who got, yeah. Chandler Jones, the one who picked it off and took it back. Scooby Myers sounds right. I'm not sure if I could place hardly any more Patriots on the re- as a receiver there right now. Yeah. I, I just watched this. I, I watched a video of the most embarrassing play for every franchise and the Patriots were involved in like a quarter of them. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but theirs was this one. So I remember the play too. I was watching. I was watching the similar thing and just miraculous touchdowns at the end of the games, like with the Miami Duke thing. And this one came up, and I fully remember that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty okay. So it's it's Mac Jones for sure, and it's Stevenson yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I think it was um, uh, Jacoby Myers. I like that. That sounds about right to me, too. To Chandler Jones for the Raiders. Correct. That's what I've got. Okay. That's what we're checking in, Mason. Did you get that? Yes, I did. Okay. And uh, force team up your answers, please. Uh, what's funny is you guys could have went with Devontae Parker again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, we came to this one. We thought very similarly. So we went with Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, Chandler Jones, Raiders. Yeah, and both teams got it exactly right in that order. It's Mac Jones handed it off to Ramondre Stevenson. Pitches to Jacoby Myers, no time on the clock, and then he runs around backwards a little bit, heaves it back, and Chandler Jones just absolutely not only catches it, but demolishes Mac Jones in the process to run it back for the game-winning touchdown for the Raiders. So, yeah, well done. I didn't realize until afterwards that I picked two Patriots plays. I was just thinking of ridiculous last plays. All right, here comes the Minneapolis Miracle, guys. Here comes the Minneapolis Miracle. No, it's, it's, oh, come on. It's, Throw me it's a bone. Not, it's not. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have, but no, I, I'm going to change sports for this one. So, um, you wouldn't have done the Minneapolis miracle anyway, Mason. Come on, what, what are we? Who are we thinking? What, what was that? I forgot. Oh, wait, yeah. no, don't, don't uh, I could, me, I could remind me, you if you need me. No, to. don't, no, no. I'd rather not. Okay. All right. Last question to fill the gaps. We are moving on to a baseball play. So here we go. On June seventeenth, twenty twenty one, at Solon Field in the city of Blank, the Blue Jays' leadoff batter, second baseman Blank, was walked. Then shortstop Blank singled, which was then followed by a wild pitch from the Blank's starter, Michael King. With runners on second and third with no outs, D.H. Blank hit a ground ball to King, who then started a very routine one three six two five six triple play. Mason, we're going to check in. First team up has checked in the Josh fan club. Go ahead and discuss. All right, so this was in, this was in Buffalo because... In 2021, the Blue Jays couldn't play in Canada because no one could come to their... From the location, so they had to temporarily change teams. Right. So they were playing in Buffalo. Now you say, fill in the rest here because I'm, uh, I am I don't remember much of this at all. Yeah, so from the timeline, I remember Marcus Semyon and Bo Bichette being, I think, the, uh, the up-the-middle duo. The Semyon being at second and Bichette at short. Okay, well, they were playing the Yankees. So the Yankees starter, Michael King. Yeah, that's right. With runners on second and third with no outs, who hit the... Could have been Teoscar Hernandez as the DH. I know he's an outfielder slash sometimes DH. Vlad Guerrero was the same, but Guerrero's gloves typically did pretty good. Okay. I'm not going to be of much help. No, I like our first four and then... I think that's about as good as I've got for a DH for them. It could have been Guerrero, right? Yeah, but he's been a gold glove caliber first baseman, so there's a good chance he was actually in the field. Okay. But, I mean, I I don't have any reason to stick with Hernandez or Guerrero. Well, you're the one that would remember this a little bit more than I do. I just I know they were playing in Buffalo. I know that they played the Yankees. I'm kind of leaning on you on the rest of it. So. Okay. So then we can go with... City of Buffalo, second baseman, Simeon, shortstop, Bichette, for the Yankees starter, Michael King. The DH will hedge and go with Guerrero. Sounds good. All right. Force team up. What are your answers? So we also have City of Buffalo. Um, the, you know, the Blue Jays, it's just weird with their their position. They've had a lot of guys that have 
share time at second base. I completely forgot about Semyon, but I was thinking Kevin Biggio, um, Santiago Espinal has played some second base. Ultimately, we went with uh, Gurriel because he was all, all over the field for them at the time as well. So we checked in uh, Buffalo, Gurriel, Bichette, Yankees, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay, so in order, um, Solemn Field was where it was played in the city of Buffalo. Um, the leadoff batter for the Blue Jays was Marcus Semien, and then Bachet followed that up with a single. Michael King was the starter for the Yankees, and the DH for that game was Vlad Guerrero. So 44, forced team up, and all five for the Josh Van Club. All right, after the first quarter, we have a score of 130 for forced to team up and 140 for the Josh Van Club. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. And we're going to move into our second quarter, which is going to be Flop Turn River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Uh, For this flop turn river, I have taken inspiration from Ede. This is the last name edition. He's done this a couple of times. So we're going to do it again. I have desperately wanted. I I love that he does these, but I I absolutely dread these because I'm going to I am going to get crushed because my mind does not think this way. I haven't played in one of these either, and I was also thinking I was perfectly happy not doing one of these. But all right, let's do it. Sorry, Dan. But but Sorry, I love Dan. them. I love them when I hear them on our episodes. I'm like, oh, I just love these. I just do not want to do this. The problem is Matt just puts Dicky at the end of every first name, Basically, so he thinks yes. that it's just one hundred percent Jamal Dicky. Like your name's not your last. Not everyone's last name is Dicky. If the first if the first name is Lynn, watch out. Yeah, and if it's and then R A, we're good. But that's it, though. That's it? Any others you got? <laughs> Hugh. Hugh. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> here we go. We'll start with question one. And for the flop, your names are Joe, Jeff, and Ben. Is there a Ben Juravicious? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is now. <laughs> is there? I I can do that same one. Is there a Joe Coates? <laughs> Joe Coates. I say we take the four. I say we take the next one. That's that's just I'd me. I'd like to hear one. Yeah, I'd love to hear one. All right, we're gonna take we're gonna take the next one, Mason. All right, the Josh fan club has decided to take the turn. So forced to team up. 
What's your decision? I think nah, I'd, I'd love for one. us to. I'd love for us to go for it since we're trailing. But yeah, I just the names that we have two out of three seem to fit. Meatloaf, shout out Meatloaf, my mom. Two out of three. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Um, in this case, it is though because mm, you're 100 percent correct. We, we need we have to get them all. So yeah, I guess let's we'll take the next one. Okay, both teams are taking the next one, and the turn is Darian. That's someone's name? Okay. Uh... <laughs> it is, very much so. I promise Darren. you it is. This is, a real, this is a real person. All right, we're going to check in, Mason. Force Team Up has checked in the Josh fan club. Go ahead and talk it up. All right. So we're, we're thinking about Gordon right now. Yeah. Um. So... Yes, Jeff and Ben for sure. Joe Gordon, that that's a I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but kind of an obscure Hall of Famer for Yeah. I mean the, the name definitely rung a bell. I couldn't place like the face of the name, but it was a name that at least rung off of a bell. Right. So, you know, mention Gordon. And there there is a Darian Gordon. Yeah, he played mostly in the AFC West, like for three of the teams in the AFC West in the nineties. But you could either be spot on or way off on that one. I couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> um, I, I think he didn't play. I did. I think he didn't play for Kansas City, but I think he played for the other three. Um, if you like I, it, I say we do it. I, I, if if number if if we go for the next one, and it's Melvin. I'm going to throw something. I say we check it in. All right. I mean, Let's if you're talking about Darren Gordon, I don't see why we won't. All right, we're going to check in Gordon. Okay. And force team up. You also checked in on this clue. What did you check in with? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that I knew the name Darian Gordon because I think he played for the Packers for a season. But uh, yeah, we also went with Gordon. All right. Well, I will go ahead and tell you what the river was. The river was D. The correct answer is Gordon. So yes, well, now be um, Gordon Strange. Right. Yes. I, I guess I guess <laughs> fair, but. Um, so yeah, so, um, as mentioned, Darian Gordon, um, he was a first round draft pick in 93. Um, he's one of three players to be drafted in the first round and not get invited to the combine before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't happen very often. He's one of them. Um, won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. Um, yeah, solid 10 year career. Um, and I think Dan mentioned Joe Gordon is kind of the other one. It is a little bit more obscure, but, uh, I kind of threw that in there. Um, because they're all kind of generic names. But yeah, he was the 1942 AL MVP, second baseman for the Yankees and for Cleveland, was a manager for a while, uh, Hall of Famer. So yeah. All right. Both teams getting on the fourth clue for that one. And so we move on to question two. Your new set of names are Bill, Steve, and Sean. Yeah, that's when we thought it couldn't get any whiter, Matt. <laughs> it's S H. It's S H A W N. Oh, okay. All right. There if it was S E A N, you would have been right on. Oh, that, but... so yes, yes. I think we need to take another one, Scott. Yeah, let's do it. We'll take another one, Mason. Okay. Force team up taking the turn. The Josh fan club. What y'all's decision? We may need to take another one. 
I would I would have to agree. I can't think of anything that's got more than just two. Right. All right. We'll take another one. Okay. Both teams moving to the turn, which is Keegan. It, it almost has to be that, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, from the first time I saw it, I, like, I couldn't get off of it. And then you gave me that one. It's like, that's just. That, that can't can't be a coincidence. I hope it's not. Usually, <laughs> it's usually David who can't get off. I was of gonna it. mention that. I was like, David, that's David's catchphrase. I'm 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 I'll I'll roll with it if you want to if you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think we think we go with that. All right, we're gonna check in. All right, the Josh fan club has checked in on the turn, so force the team up. You can talk things out. Matt, how many Keegans do you know? I, except for what Drew just said, none. Keegan Michael Peel okay. is the only one I know. You didn't even say his name right. Yeah. Oh, what is mixed it? Them. Keegan. Uh, yeah, Michael Keegan. Um, whatever. You know what I mean. It's okay. They're, so they're yeah. inseparable. That's. <laughs> I don't well, know who Keegan I mean, Keegan Murray is, so I've never heard of the name. One's, so. one's talented, Mason, and one is kind of obnoxious. I don't know that they're in. They're inseparable. Um, I'm curious about, and I'll let you decide who's who. But I think I think it's pretty obvious. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Is the the, uh, obnoxious one? I don't know too many uh, Egan's either because I don't really know too many whole eight year old kids. Um, Wow! (laughs) Oh, all right. I know a bunch of them, but (laughs) are are they named Keegan? Um, we're gonna stop right now just because I don't know who's listening to this. Yeah, at least not. <laughs> I had a friend in college named Keegan, so of course you did because you're 16 years old. <laughs> um, Keegan Murray is the first name that came to mind. He was a lottery pick last year in the NBA. Had a good rookie season for the Kings. That's the only Keegan that's standing out because he's relevant right now. I don't know who Steve Murray is. I don't know who Sean Murray is. I think we all know who Bill Murray is. But I don't know these other guys. He plays basketball, but only offense. Yes, only offense. <laughs> um, so, it, Steve Murray, could that be a guy? Absolutely. That could be like a general manager. Or a, Sean... guy, or a guy who played for the Reds in the 1920s. Right, yeah. I feel like Sean Murray is Bill Murray's lesser-known like little brother. Like a Sean Cassidy type type situation. So let's just do it because I don't see either of us coming up with anything else. So we're going to check in with Murray. And the Josh fan club, what did you check in with? Yeah, right off the bat, uh, Bill Bradley kind of put me onto the last name Bradley. I know that Sean Bradley's name is spelled that way as well. And then you said Keegan. Uh, Keegan Bradley's a uh, player on the uh, PGA Tour or what was priorly known as the PGA tour. So that kind of kept me on Bradley there and Dan couldn't tuck me off it. But none of us would have any idea who Steve Bradley is though. So, okay. Nope. Nothing. Bradley was, yeah. Brad Bradley's what I initially sent to Matt after the flop. And I was like, yeah, don't know Steve Bradley. (laughs) All right. Well, we have different answers. I will go ahead and tell you the river. And I think that's going to be clear from, that the river is Milton. <laughs> yep. It is Bradley. Um, 
Yes, yeah, Steve Bradley is kind of the deep pull. There are two people that I found named Steve Bradley. Um, I I don't necessarily one of them definitely didn't have much success. He was a backup quarterback for like two years in the eighties, and that's about it. Um, the other one that I found um was a professional wrestler, um, with WWE and WWF. I don't know how famous he is, but he was. That's what his really? wrestler name was, Steve Bradley. I don't know how that was famous his he wrestler is. name. I can't... Interesting. Yes, it was. How was his huh. his Yes, wrestling name, Steve Bradley. From I don't know parts why. unknown, Steve Bradley. <laughs> so I have very bad judgment as far as how famous that is. I a decently long Wikipedia page, but um, yeah, that was the, the deep hole in that one. But Bradley is the correct answer. All right, all right. Last one for Flop Turn River. Your flop are Matt, Ray, and Clarence. I, I I don't have Jeez. it. I'm going to need one more unless you can <sighs> actually pull something there, Dan. Yeah, I, I'm not going to have anything on this. All right, so the Josh fan club, you're taking another one? Yes. Yep. Okay, force team up. I'm going to need your decision <clears throat> next minute or so. We we we, we have, have it been, clearly. Yeah. Clearly, this is no. This is Weatherspoon. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I think Clarence, <sighs> Eight Mile and Weatherspoon are the two things that come to mind. Um, yeah, I I think we have to take another one, right? I can't. I just can't think of uh, unless Clarence is. Yeah, I don't know. Let's take another Wait, one. So how about this last name? No, that's probably not it. But I, I, mean, I, I don't know any of those guys. Yeah, me neither. Okay, we'll take another one. Are those, is that Jessica's? Are they all Jessica's it brothers? Is. Yes. Mason, okay. we're gonna take another one because we're not too familiar with uh, Jessica's family. So, okay, Jessica, that just came out of nowhere. But all right, um, all right, your turn, Rex. Got it. It's this, Matt. It's three of the four. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll check in. Force team up. Just checked in. The Josh fan club. You got some time to talk it up? They're uh, Clarence Grossman. Or Clarence Ryan would be my guess. Clarence Ryan. Clarence Grossman. <laughs> How many Grossmans um, get your name? <laughs> Clarence. This is Robbie. Ray. It's a two, sure. Actress Leslie. Um, I have no idea. Is it Witherspoon? I mean, Ryan is the only thing that pops up with Rex. Is uh, big old sexy Rexy Rex Ryan, just that man himself. And uh, and Grossman. Don't forget about Rex Grossman. Um, slightly, slightly less sexy. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have this other than Ryan, but I don't know who I don't know who Clarence <laughs> Ryan is. Clarence is absolutely throwing me off. I mean, every time I see it, I just think of DCR. So I don't think that's going to help. Oh man! Um, but you say CCR? Yeah, it's the Clarence it's... Clearwater Revival. Clarence. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. All right, <laughs> uh, uh, we might have an. All right, I have though. a graphic now. I'm just going to Photoshop this is Clarence there, wait, on John Cla- Cla- head. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is there Clarence Chapman? Chapman fits the other three for sure. I was just thinking I of think Rex's. That's... Rex Chapman works very well. 
Chapman fits everyone but Clarence for me. In that case, I say we go with Chapman because if it fits the other ones and. Yeah, I mean, Clarence, I think, is just the, I mean, that's the one that would be, I think, the easiest to focus on because there are obviously many, many fewer mm-hmm. uh, with that name. But uh, I think Chapman's the best one we've had so far. All right. Let's, let's, let's do it. We're going to check in with uh, Chapman. Okay. Force team up. What'd you check in with? I just typed to Matt while they were going through it that beep, beep, beep is coming because yeah, I, I knew Dan would up. get there. I knew he would get there. Yeah, as soon as I saw Rex, I thought Chapman and then obviously Matt Chapman and Ray Chapman. Really curious to to learn about Clarence Chapman. I'll be very surprised if he's not a sprinter, uh, but we also checked in with Chapman. All right, your river. Aroldis. Aroldis. Yep. Aroldis. Had, had to be. <laughs> had to be. Had to be. There's no other choice. Yeah, it's Chapman. Um, so yeah, both teams are getting uh turn points. Um, so just to go through it, yeah, Matt and Rex, I was hoping someone would make the connection with that, and a lot of people did. Um, Ray is the only player to die in an MLB game. Yep. Um, Clarence Chapman. Now, this is an interesting. I you know how David builds his question off of a, a story or something and kind of builds it. This was mine because I came across this story. Um, for Clarence Chapman. So he was a cornerback in early or late seventies, early eighties, played for the saints for a few years. Um, and there's this bizarre incident where um, he missed a game because he got in the way of a forklift and the forklift driver beat him with a pipe and had so bad of swelling. They'd be in the hospital on the day of the game. Um, it was this incident that happened and the the driver took revenge on him. And I found the story and I was like, what what this is it was just an insane story there's a there's a video i came across on youtube about it it was just wild um (laughs) yeah it so yeah that was the one that i didn't think anyone would really pick up on but i had to come up with something for it so that's where i came up with chapman i started thinking of athletes named chapman i was like oh i got five of them there we go um yeah it's it's an interesting story um all right well both teams figured out guys don't mess with forklift drivers that's that's I, what I usually take don't away from this. I usually don't yeah. anyway, because they will be yeah. you. Yeah, I'm I think it's something like like, the... like peak occupation here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be it's... careful. <laughs> <laughs> Especially forklift drivers with pipes. Um, they all have pipes, Mason. <laughs> I just ass- I just assume they have like right. if I see <laughs> one they have pipes. <laughs> Clarence Chapman, man, I knew he would be fast. I knew he would be fast. You can't have a name like that and, and not be fast. Yeah, he was a he was a late round pick, I think, for the the Saints, and he ended up being really really good for them. Wow. I'm telling Teams you, he got beaten by a, by a lead pipe. Right. Opposite of but. of the Raiders, whereas he should have been a late pick, was an early pick, and was bad. He was a late pick and was and was good. So right. the Raiders didn't draft him. Okay, after the second quarter. We have scores of forced to team up with 190, and the Josh Fan Club is at 230. All right, that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. All right. Question one of halftime. In the song Rapper's Delight, Big Bang Hank 
raps that after school, he takes a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall, and got a color TV so he can see what team play basketball. The Sugar Hill Gang got its name from a neighborhood just a few miles from this team's home arena. Yeah, I I, I get you. I, I I can get there. I just have to. You just have to wrap it out loud. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. Um, Actually, get, give me give me one second. Um, I don't know if we have we don't have a sound drop for this, but I'm going to call Fook. Yeah, Fook <laughs> won't know this. We're going to bring him in. Well, I just figure if I get the two of you together, he starts dropping beats. I'm trying to help you. Has Dan was... ever wrapped in the Mime Palace? That's the question. Has he ever wrapped in the Mime Palace? I think he does that for fun. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, you, because you can't get in because you're stuck in the junk door. Well, David goes to the Mime Palace all the time. I bet you he probably, yeah. he probably sings the Seder song, so... I was gonna say the only rap David knows is the Adam Sandler the <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with yours there because I confirmed you there. So we'll, we'll check in. Force team up has checked in the Josh fan club. Talk it up. So here's here here's the thing. Sugar Hill is is in Harlem, I think. So we're we're talking like probably the Knicks or the Nets. Would if it's be Harlem, my, I'd be hard yes. pressed to say it would be anyone other than the Knicks. Then, right? I mean, Madison Square Garden is nowhere near Harlem, but it's closer, closer Detroit, than New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure that Sugar Hill Gang came out of New York, so I can't I can't picture I mean I can't picture I can't I can't put the Knicks in the song. I can't do it. I, I there's so much in there. I I can't. Get my, there. My guess is it may just be New York versus the Knicks. Yeah. Because that's what I was kind of going through is where can we get two syllables from, which turns out is most places. So that wasn't helping me narrow anything down. Yeah. I, I, I say we just go with the Knicks and hope that that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's literally the best I can do. All right. We're going to check in with the Knicks. Okay, force team up. What was your answer? Yeah, we both said to each other that we both think that Sugar Hill Gang is from New York. They have to be because it's early hip-hop, and all early hip-hop is New York. And I'm fairly certain Sugar Hill neighborhood is in, yeah, it's like in Manhattan or like some, you know, in that borough. So we also said the Knicks. Both teams are getting points. It is the Knicks. Um, in the song, It you were looking for two syllables. It's the Knicks is what they, he says. Um in there um and they were formed in inglewood new jersey um but they named themselves after the um neighborhood in harlem of sugar hill so yes correctly identified there both teams getting points inglewood oh, always up to no good different inglewood but yeah yeah the lakers would have been the answer to that one then but uh... well now <laughs> the clippers in these days are the clippers yeah. yeah clippers yeah all right your second question of halftime. Twins utility infielder Kyle Farmer played a quarterback for Wingate High School during a scene at practice from what movie? All right. It's all you, Matt. It's Minnesota. You should know this. Why don't I know this? Yeah, this yeah, sounds same here. super familiar. I'm I'm assuming you know this, Matt, because you ridiculous Minnesota fans know everything about the obscure people that play for the twins like you could tell me things about like Corey koski and nick punto and matt garza so i just assume <laughs> that you're gonna know 
some stuff, Matt Lecroy. Like, I'm just gonna assume yeah. you know things about you know Ron Coomer. Um, so I'm sure you know about Kyle Farmer. I mean, he's only had Matt Kyle Farmer for what four months, six months. <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't matter though, because once they go to the Twins, you know, it it's once a twin, you know, always a twin. Exactly. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Tell us a story about Denny Hawking. Mason, we're gonna check in. Force team up has checked in the Josh fan club. Got some time to talk about. Um, okay, so if it's going to be a high school team, probably from the late two thousands. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. See, for Friday Night Lights is too early. Remember, the Titans is way too early. Yep. The blind side would fit right in there. Um, I don't think Gridiron Gang would fit, and I think that's a little too early anyway. No, and their their quarterback was like that video game guy, but then again, yeah. obviously Wingate because we knew they played. Yeah. I thought who they played with like a religious school, and that's why they made a big fuss about it. Of the ones I can think of, the only one that fits around that time is going to be the blind, the blind side. side, which would make sense because he'd be playing on a Wingate. Was Wingate where he played? He didn't play at Wingate, Mike Lore, right? No, it was like this um, something a Catholic school, I believe. Yeah. All right. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Ever since you know, here he didn't like the movie himself. So I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't like it either. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus who had that uh, opinion a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think we need to go with it because I, I can't think of what anything else it could be. I agree. I agree with that. The blind side, I think, is going to be our best, 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 especially for the, the time range we're kind of thinking about. Yeah. All right. We'll check in with the blind side. All right. Force team up. Your answer, please. Yeah, we almost had the same conversation. So the blind side. Both teams are getting points. It is the blind side. I had recently come across this, um, just scrolling through random things. And this, I think this was posted um, from like a screenshot of someone at the game, like on the on the board. Um, so he was the quarterback in the yellow jersey. Um, there's a practice scene where Sandra Bullock kind of pulls the quarterback. He's not the actual quarterback that's get get pulled. Um, he's just like throwing the quarter, the throwing the ball around as a practice quarterback. Um, and he had to basically ask his baseball coach because uh, he was in college at the time whether um, he would get cleared by the NCAA to be in it. Um, and he was, but he never got any money for it. Hmm. So he had a cameo in it. Yeah, so I was hoping you kind of figured out the time frame, possibly also the name of the school, Wingate. Um, but yeah, both teams got their points. Okay, last question of halftime. In the movie Step Brothers... Derek missed his mother's wedding because of a fishing trip with four celebrities for 10 points. I want you to name the sports owner that was on the trip and for five points each name, the other three celebrities. I can give a hint if you need it. So we're going to go with those four. I, why not? I, I know the first two for sure. So, all right, Mason, we are checked in. Or steam up has checked in the Josh fan club. Talk it up. I've never seen this. I started to watch. Oh it my and, god! Okay, I'm, 
I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I started to watch this <laughs> and it was too stupid for me. I could not handle it. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Yes. But just the idea of them putting their parts on not each on, other. On, on, yeah. n- not, not each other, yeah. No, not each other. No, no, not each uh, other. Just, just, just on a drum set. Yeah, on the drum set, yeah. That's it. Now you can play Moby Dick for real. Yeah, I I I stopped I stopped the movie at that scene and said I can't I can't do this. This is I can't do this. Uh, and I've seen I'm, some I, stupid movies before, but I I couldn't I couldn't handle. I was going to say, don't you love basketball? I I do. I was about two seconds away from watching this movie yesterday, but I ended up choosing a different one. I usually oh. watch this about once a month. So yeah, for me, it's one of those ones where if I see that it's on, I usually finish it. So. All that to say, all that, all that to say, Drew, this is all you. I, I know one for sure. Like, I remember the entire scene. Like me, it was me, the cubes, talking about Mark Cuban, <laughs> and he goes on to, to uh, name a couple. I think one was a country singer, of some sort, a country megastar. At that time, I ordered, uh, maybe like Toby Keith kind of makes sense for that. Toby Keith does make sense for that. So I I, I, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't think that like uh, Keith Urban would be a a big one for this. And from what I remember, none of the four had anything at all to do with each other, and that was part of the why it was funny. Is it's four people you'd never expect to be in the same city together? Oh well, in that case. (laughs) Uh, Clarence Chapman. (laughs) Clarence Chapman's going to (laughs) be. So I mean, outside of uh, Toby Keith, Mark Cuban. Um, so then we're 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 looking at um, probably Martha Stewart. <laughs> and yeah, Martha Stewart, that's a good one. And well, now you can't go Snoop Dogg. See what you did there? No, because they're 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 tight. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was there, but unmentioned. Gary <laughs> yeah. Payton. Gary Payton. <laughs> see him doing this um yeah he seems like the life of every part he's at martha stewart and gary Payne. yeah i mean i feel like i'll lock in with uh cuban Heath, and then dan pitch me too too good too good just to make that a party okay well um gronk of course oh lord <laughs> that, that's a party every right party. there yeah that's a party self-starter um, self-starter yeah and we'll go with um, celebrity chef Michael Simon. I'm sure he was there. Ooh, that's a deep cut from the old Food Network. Uh, that's that's what you're going with. Of that all is. the of all the celebrity chefs to have been there, Michael Simon, I'm sure, is the one that they could get. Emeril Lagasse, no. That that that's incredible. Mario Batali, I think, would have made a really, really good party, though. So maybe let's go with Mar- let's go with Mario Batali instead, with his orange cross. That's your that's your fourth. Sure, does it matter? Okay, uh, I, I, <laughs> I got it. You're good. All right, force the team up with your answers. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna go with Mark Cuban. Uh, we're gonna go with Jeff Probst. I believe he was there. Pretty sure the singer that's not a country singer is Chris Daughtry. Uh, he was mm. there. And then for the fourth one, a uh, guy that I can't stand, but Matt mm-hmm. threw the name in there and he was on my mind as well, is a, a chef. 
mm-hmm. and that's Bobby Flay. Oh, no oh, way. Super Chef Bobby Flay. You picked the wrong Iron Chef, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, Scott named all four of them. It's Mark Cuban, Chris Daughtry, Jeff Prost, and Super Chef Bobby Flay. Um, they were in the south part of the Gulf fishing Bonita. Yes, Bonita. Have you ever had Bonita? <laughs> Do you feel is Bonita? Bonita fish? Is that a big fish? <laughs> is that a, is, a, is Bonita fish big? <laughs> Dad, what's this guy's deal? I feel like we're getting a for this one. We but were, do you we feel bonita? Bonita. I, you were close, say, I thought you were about you guys, to stumble into a right Because answer. you look bonita. When, when you said Michael Simon, I was like, oh, man, they're going to get to Bobby Flay. You said celebrity <laughs> chef. Yeah. I was like, mm, maybe it might get there. I know. I, was like, I didn't I think they were going to get to Chris Daughtry, though. So I, I, was, I wasn't worried about that one. I'd already flipped the switch from actual answers to what would be funnier. Right. Hey, that's, that's fine. If you don't know the answer, it would be funny. That works out. As a person whose name gets butchered, especially after Chris Daughtry became something somewhat, you know, important in the world, I uh, can't stand that he made it even more difficult for me to live my life. So, so someone important. You hold your tongue, sir. One of the yeah. ten best American Idol contestants of all time. Plus, he was the <laughs> dog on. He was the dog on. Um, Plus, he was the singer, and he did a and he did a great job. He did. Sure. My wife. My wife nailed it from the very beginning. The first oh, time same, she heard same, him. Yep. Same. Because his voice is is one yeah. of a kind, and that's why he was invited on the fishing trip. I don't I don't think Daughtry won his his season, did he? He didn't. He did not. No, he lost to Taylor Hicks. And, I'm pretty no, Taylor and, Hicks. And, and, yeah. Yes. And Catherine McPhee. Yeah. Yes. Catherine McPhee. Taylor, uh, yeah. Anybody know where Taylor Hicks is anymore? No. Nobody. Knows. <laughs> I think he. I think he does a just for men commercial. <laughs> it's impossible to know. He did. No, he did one back then. <laughs> no, I'm sure he did. <laughs> but did he make so you clear, proud? Clearly, the, the judges got it right. Yeah, he did just for men back then. At season five is that also Elliot? You mean? I think that's his season as well. Ooh, he was really the good. Sil- he was the actually... Silver Fox. That was your American Idol moment. Ventura shirt. <laughs> All right. After halftime, um, the margin has narrowed a little bit. Force team up is now up to two sixty five, and the Josh fan club is at two ninety. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one of The Missing Link. Who is the most recent tennis player representing France to win the French Open? Mason, we're going to check in. 
Force Team Up has checked in the Josh fan club. You got just a little bit of time to talk things out. Okay, so I was thinking it was if it's if it's men's, it goes all the way back to Yannick Noah, and I don't. I I was trying to think of a woman who would have won more recently than the early eighties, and I I I think I just stumbled upon it. I you think, think this, I think this is I think this is Mary Pierce who was playing for France. Well, how how does the <laughs> how does the how does the question say representing France? Yes, there, I, yep, there it is. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure this is Mary Pierce. Yeah, it's that all too common French name Pierce. Yeah, let's check in with Mary Pierce. Okay, and force team up. What was your answer? We tossed around a. Uh... A lot of French sounding names included some uh some Jock Jones references. Um, but uh we also checked in with Mary Pierce. Both teams are getting points as Mary Pierce, and that's why I had to phrase it that way, because she was not born in France, but she internationally represented France. She won the two thousand French Open over Conchita Martinez. We'll move right on to question two of the missing link. Who after winning gold in Athens and silver in Beijing, became an analyst for Sunday Night Baseball from 2016 to 2019, as well as working for NBC's broadcasting team for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. All right. Why not? We're going to check in. Force Team Up has checked in the Josh fan club. Go ahead and discuss things. Do you have any idea on this? Yeah, I mean, I've got... Limb to nothing on this one. This is a blind spot. The 2021, or I guess 2020 Tokyo Olympics was, uh, I think I exclusively watched the golf telecast. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think back to Sunday Night Baseball. Um, All you can picture the, uh, like the I mean, older dudes are. Yeah, like Joe like Morgan. Buster, and... Joe Morgan, Buster Olney, Matt Vaskersian, like the guys that you hear about on for baseball, but I don't think could have been expected to win a. <laughs> A gold or a silver anytime in the last right. three years. And Do we think they would have won the medals in for baseball? Or? I would think so, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they did. I don't know. I'm having a really hard time with who this could possibly be. It's the only one I can think of that is anywhere near young enough to have played at least semi recently was the first baseman I think was traded from the A's to the Tampa Tampa Rays Carlos Pena okay because I th- he probably would have played in a country that was yeah small enough to be to for him to still be able to play even post prime yeah, Aaron Boone was with the Sunday night baseball team but I don't think he was on the Olympic teams. A Rod was on there. Would could this have been? Yeah, it could have been A Rod. I like that better than anything else. I don't know. I I don't have an answer to this. So I think Alex Rodriguez might be our best option there. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have to have an answer here soon. So maybe. Yes, I was about to mention that. Yeah, I I, I think we just go with that then. We'll go with the. Uh, yeah. We'll check in with Alex Rodriguez. Okay, and Force Team Up, what was your answer? So I, I came to this name because I 
would always see this person broadcasting with Alex Rodriguez. Um, and that's where I went and apologies. Cause I am not 100% sure on her first name. Uh, but we thought perhaps this is a softball player and I believe her last name is Mendoza. And I apologize for not knowing the first name because I would like to have her on the podcast. So my sincerest apologies, Miss Mendoza. Please come on and tell us what your name is. But we checked in with Mendoza. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Jessica Mendoza. Um, the key in this was that the baseball team in the Olympics did not qualify in 04 and got a bronze in 08. So the person did not play baseball as a softball player. Yeah. And yet Jessica Mendoza has done a lot with Sunday Night Baseball, even college Softball and baseball has kind of done a lot for them. Was very accomplished in her own right as a softball player. So yes, Jessica Mendoza is the correct answer. Now our theme league answers thus far are Mary Pierce and Jessica Mendoza. We'll now move to question three. What 2010 number one overall draft pick and rookie of the year is still the leading rebounder for their alma mater, breaking the record while the previous record holder commentated the game for ESPN? Did I put Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thumbed up, thumbs up to did it. Oh, you go with that? All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, checked in. Force team up has checked in the Josh fan club. You got a good bit of time to talk things out. Yeah. I remember Armando Baycott for UNC um, just breaking Hansborough's record for rebounds uh, in her career, but I don't recall Tyler Hansborough going number one. No, number one in the 2010 NBA draft was John Wall. Was John Wall rookie of the year? I would have that. to imagine. 2010 number one overall draft pick and rookie of the year. It could be, but it also could be WNBA. That's what it would have to be then, right? It's got to be a UConn player, right? It's got to be UConn, and it's got to be when the previous. So, okay, we can work this out. From before 2010, the previous person commentating probably was Rebecca Lobo. Yep. Which would mean this was probably Tina Charles. That would make sense. She was the center. Okay. I'm remembering just more recent UConn women's. Yeah. I, 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 the more that I think about this, I think this is Tina Charles. Yeah. All right. for that one. We're going to check that in. Or team up. What did you check in with? Uh, unfortunately, not Tina Charles, because we definitely figured out that that's the answer after the fact. Um, I jumped the gun and I got my draft years wrong, which I don't normally do, but it happened. Um, we checked in with Blake Griffin, but he's all nine. One team is getting points. It is Tina Charles. Um, and Rebecca Lobo was the one that was commentating. Tina Charles also that same game broke the points record, uh, which has since been broken. She managed to do both in the same night with Rebecca Lobo commentating. I thought that might help you a little bit. Kind of think about who would be commentating at that point. Um, yeah, Tina Charles is correct. All right, well, the theme-linked answers thus far, Mary Pierce, Jessica Mendoza, and Tina Charles. We'll now move on to question four. Who won a bronze medal in tennis at the 2000 Olympics four years after their last major win? This player would later compete on season six of Dancing with the Stars. I think I got it, Matt. Are you sure? Because I don't want to Blake Griffin this. <laughs> All right, Mason, we're checked in. Force team up has checked in the Josh fan club. Target up. 
and they got jeez, they went uh pretty fast on that um who who would have been playing in the back then in the 2000s is this oh it's 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 monica sellis monica sellis yep yeah yeah it's definitely monica sellis yeah we'll check that's we'll check I, that that's in. what i thought as well dan yep okay and force team up would you check in with very quickly yeah the four years after in the time frame kind of gave it away for me and unfortunately for whatever reason i do have a lot of knowledge of dancing with the stars competitors even <laughs> though i think i've watched maybe one episode ever. Um, but I do remember uh, Monica Sellis competing on there. So we checked in with Monica Sellis. And both teams are getting points. It is Monica Sellis. Um, I was curious to find out all the other celebrities during that season. She was the second contestant that got eliminated. The first that season was Penn Yeah, yeah, yeah Penn, Penn was very, they're both very stiff uh, dancers. So that didn't last long. Penn looked very awkward. Yeah, I don't remember who won it, but I, I I saw that and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, the theme linked answers thus far are Mary Pierce, Jessica Mendoza, Tina Charles, and Monica Sellis. And I'm just going to move right into question five. What five-time all-star pitcher reached 500 career strikeouts and 401 two-thirds innings pitched, the fewest innings to accomplish this feat in Major League Baseball history? He won two Pacific League MVP awards in 2007 and 2009, as well as being the AL strikeout leader in 2013 and the NL wins leader in 2020. Hey, got to look at this. I know I'm giving you a lot of stats. All right, David, let me take a look. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey I don't know David joined this call. I mean, I love these questions. So I'm, 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 give, I'm giving you enough information to piece this together. So. Yes, this, this is yeah, no, absolutely. This is not like picture. the only person to do this on a Wednesday at nine in the morning kind of thing. This, <laughs> it's just it's just information. Accomplishes two Pacific League MVP. I was awards. too busy googling who won season six of Dancing with the Stars. Come on, seriously. Um, <laughs> who was it? I'm looking. Oh, I got it. It's a. Uh, it was a uh, Christy Yamaguchi. Oh, there you go. Makes Jason sense. What an second. athlete. What an athlete. I got it. Did you uh, Mason, I love you. I was hoping. I was hoping someone oh. figured it out. That's it. <laughs> we can check in. Oh, my gosh. The Josh fan club has checked in, forced the team up, talk it out. Uh, Strikeout leader in 2013. Yeah, I'm trying to think. NL wins leader in 2020. That's the, obviously the shortened season. So uh, in Trevor that Bauer season was Trevor Bauer was a Cy Young Award winner for the NL in 2020, <laughs> but it's not him because that doesn't fit. He wouldn't have been. He's not a five-time All Star. So the big trade that I remember that happened was the Hugh Darvish trade going into the 2020 season. <laughs> wanted... yes, it's Hugh Darvish. You're right. How does that fit? It does. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, okay. clearly they have it. it clearly fits. they have it, and we have it. So, uh, yeah, it it fits. It's 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 it not fits even a dirty little pool. bit. Like it it it's, it it fits a little bit. It's not dirty pool. It's like pool with a little bit of like mud on it, you know. And you're not. It's not fully dirty, <laughs> but it's okay. like you know. 
There's All definitely right. it, it needs a cleansing, but it it works. I'll be sure so, to yeah, let this that, person know they need a cleansing. There you go. That's that's <laughs> definitely it. Yeah, it's 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 you, Darvish. We're gonna check in with you, Darvish. All right, and the Josh fan club. Would you check in with? Well, we we had the 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 theme, and we're just trying to figure out how is this going to work because obviously we were looking for. Oh, we were well, obviously not obviously, but yeah. we were looking for we were looking for women's names, and so we had to start thinking about who could this be. And when I when it hit me that it was you, Darvish, I said, "Oh, of course, that's it." And Scott was about five minutes behind. We're not five minutes, but about two, three minutes behind me, and and came up with the same thing. So it's it's you, Darvish. <laughs> and both teams are getting points. It is you, Darvish. Yeah, I, oh, just just to let you know, a little bit of not, you makes me not, not, okay. Yeah, not only were we looking for women's names, but I was like to Matt, I was like, it's got to be Rita, Sandra, or Erica mm-hmm. for, for number five. I know that I had to think of Sandy Alcantara, but I was like, no, he wasn't even quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't go by Sandra, does he? You know, nickname. Probably goes by Sandy. Yes, yeah, his friends call him Sandra. All right, well, since we've already started talking about it, um, both teams did give me the theme after the third question, and I kid you not, it was within a three-second span that I got both of these answers. It was like back-to-back. So as both teams have kind of alluded to, the theme was that it was people mentioned in Mambo Number 5. I know you was kind of, a like Scott said, <laughs> a little bit dirty, but I figured not, it was not too dirty, good not but, to pass. Yeah. It was messy too good pool. not to pass. We'll call it messy. Messy pool. Okay, messy pool. Yeah. Um, so the team that got it in by just a couple seconds is the Josh fan club. No, oh my God. God. I'm of tell- course it was. It was, it was um, I, I've got to say, quick. Drew, I sent it in before I told you what the answer was. I'm sorry. As soon as but you said, I, I needed to get it in. Of, I was literally, I was like singing, like humming it in my head. And then you said, I was like, that's what it is. There it is. Yeah. Matt if I had sent it over I, I to him before I sent it to you, I would have. But yeah, I've, I had I, no confidence. I was like, absolutely. Know? Oh, that's so good. That's a, such a great one, Mason. Yeah, good job, yeah, Mason. I, I like that. I it, it came to me when I was listening to the song, and I was like, okay, I can think of some athletes that fit some of these. And I was struggling to fit yeah. one last one. And then you, Darvish, just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, okay. I know, because I'm, I'm like, roll with it. I think Erica probably could have. I mean, you know, we could have got Erica, right? But Rita is. Yeah. Uh, and Sandra. Sandra's. I couldn't really think of anybody. So, yeah. Trying to think of diff- people named after different lines, <laughs> Mendoza line or Pierce line. Yep, so, yeah. yep, so, I literally yep, so said, is there a Pierce line? <laughs> and then I'm like, Men- yeah, Mendoza would have been later though. If that was the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have gave that to you that early. Ducks with Mendoza because Mason doesn't watch movies, so I was able to eliminate that one. Luckily, <laughs> I was thinking Sex in the City uh, actresses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's good. Well, songs that name things, right, Mason? <laughs> right, I, and you, yeah, you mentioned that uh, earlier, and I was thinking to myself, oh, just wait, just wait until songs that name things. Songs that name things, always good. After the third quarter, the scores have changed, and the lead has increased just a little bit. Force team up is up to three ninety five, and the Josh fan club is at four seventy as we head into the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up, 
This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Your categories for the fourth quarter are Drive, which is in golf, Red Hot, which is in Major League Baseball, Riding the Bench, which is in the National Football League, and I Feel a Draft question coming in, and it's on professional sports drafts. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one, the category of drive. From 1991 to 2002, John Daly led the PGA in driving average, except for 1994, when what one-time major winner and World Golf Hall of Fame member led the PGA with 283.8 yards per drive? All right, we'll check in. The Josh Fan Club has checked in. Force team up. You got a couple of minutes to talk things out. All right, are you ready for some world-class improvisation? Grab a partner. <laughs> Boats and holes. <laughs> the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. I'll do you in the bottom while I'm drinking sangria. Um, that's all you're really going to get from us because that's way more riveting than any golf conversation that we could have. I mean, 94 golfers like Payne Stewart. Uh, um, I mean, it's someone that golfed in 1994, which is like hundreds yeah. of golfers. Uh, and it's a guy that won Ray once. Norman. It's it. He won one one major his whole career, but he somehow made the Hall of Fame, right? So this is like a Reggie Miller type situation, you know, where he didn't win, and it's a guy that probably hits the ball very hard, or at least did in 1994. Well, uh, we can. You know, just, who was golfing in '94 actually. Well, Michael Ooh. Jordan was golfing in '94. There you go. He retired from the Bulls, and he was doing the minor league baseball thing, but he was doing a lot of golfing. I was going to say, you, you're calling his Birmingham Barons swing the. Uh... Golfing? <laughs> I, some people did. No, I mean, he couldn't hit a curveball, so I know that. Um, it, it doesn't make a difference because we wagered zero points on this question, so why don't you go ahead and just pick whatever name you want. All right. We're going to say Michael Jordan for zero points. All right. The Josh Fan Club, would you check in with, and how many points did you wager? Um, We wagered 100 on this. Um. And I was thinking around that time, who else was just killing the ball? And then we thought about who had only won one major. That that's a big that's a big one right there. Yeah, that was a big and, caveat for a lot of these guys. Yeah, so um, we finally came up with Davis Love the third for one hundred. One team is getting points. It is Davis Love the third. Um, so yeah, he won the ninety-seven PGA, and I found this incredible that from that time frame. John Daly had that many of them. The next closest, as far as anyone that's even three-peated um, in drive, um, is Bubba Watson. He did it from 06 to 08, and then won a couple other ones later on. But um, just with that kind of dominance, as far as in driving average, you're not going to see that ever again. If your name is Bubba you. and you're not the driving champion, <laughs> what are you even doing? <laughs> Any kind of driving. Good old boy. Yeah, you be yeah, I mean, yeah either sort. kind of driving, right? I mean, Right, anything. We'll move on to question two in the category of red hot. Who is the only Cincinnati red to hit four home runs in a game doing so in a 2017 game against the Cardinals that year? He set a career high with 27 home runs and would only be in the league for two more years after that. Checked in. You can check in as well. Oh, all right. Okay. That was <laughs> three, two, one. I, I, 
<laughs> oh, are I we can go- three two on okay. it. Okay, here we go. All right, All right Drew and I are going to three two one it. Mason, count us down. All right, three, two, one. Scooter, Scooter Jeanette. Jeanette. All right. For how many points? Yeah, how many points? One hundred for us. us. Way to go! Hundred for us. <laughs> yeah, you could have three two one the the points too. Both teams getting their hundred <laughs> points. That was incredible. All go. right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, okay. I, I was not expecting you to go that fast, but okay. Um, Everyone yeah, remembers so, Scooter Jeanette. Come on now. Right. I mean, legend. How did you forget that one game? <laughs> right. The hey, one game hey. he did well. He had 23 other homers that season. But uh, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so now now that I know something about Scooter Jeanette or Gannett or however you say it. Now I nope, have, Jeanette. In order to get Jeanette. a missing link, I need to come somebody whose last name is Starbucks. Another person whose last name is uh, well, there's Carol. There's got to be a, here, but yeah, there's there's got to be a Starbucks. Because oh, wow. oh yeah, you guys probably know scooters Starbucks. in the Midwest. The scooters is a big coffee chain around here. So, and not and as, good, and not as big as not as big as Caribou though. Mm. Caribou. Over in Indianapolis, we're actually getting a lot of uh, Tim Hortons here. Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's creeping down to us. Yeah, like oh, we're going Missouri. hard for sponsors right now. Love this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get some scooters. Let's get some caribou. That big big like bees coffee. coffee. Anybody get big bees? We'll take big bees. All right, we're done with coffees. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I, I was I was waiting. You're good. Okay, Joffrey's. All right, both teams. All right, we're good now. <laughs> there you go. Yes, Joffrey's. Of course, Dan would mention that one. Uh, both teams getting their hundred points, which means we'll move on to question three in the category of riding the bench. There are three quarterbacks in the common draft era since 1967 that were drafted in the first round and did not start a game in their first three seasons in the NFL. One of them was Aaron Rodgers. The other two were drafted in the 80s. Name either of them. We're going to check in. Force Team Up has checked in the Josh Fan Club. We got just a little tiny bit of time. To get I, I don't I, I, I mean, we're, I think we're going to have to Can't say what you on. thought, but I... I I'm yeah, pretty sure I mean, he I'm pretty sure that Boomer Esiason started like at least half the season his first in his rookie year. And if you remember him coming in 84, I think I remember Anderson until like 86 or even 87. Yeah. Like as but, far as I mean that would be 3 plus years of overlap. So that could make sense. Um if you, if you want to if you want to lean somewhere else if you got something else you know, I don't have no. I don't have anything else. I just, I, I don't have. Yeah, I, I don't have another answer. I don't think that's right, but I can't come up with anything else. Yeah, I, I, I can't either. Especially once you gave me a, a a decent year for what we thought for Boomer. Right, I, I'm pretty sure he was 84. Yeah, so that pushes me towards it. I mean, but again, I couldn't tell you what position the draft he was brought. If I if right. I knew that portion, that could make it obviously a lot more and less solid for us. So we're gonna check in with uh, Boomer Esiason for 100 points. So you can take that 100 away from us. Where's team up? What was your answer, Major? I said a name near the end after throwing around about a thousand names. It felt like Scott and I were and. It turns out that Scott had mentioned the name earlier, but it was completely different. So I said Andre Ware because he was drafted by the Oilers. He wrote down Andre Bruce. 
I don't know who Andre. That was a different. Oh, that's that's a different '80s bust. Um, right. Not at a quarterback, but named okay. Andre. I was confused what you're talking about, but we checked in with Andre Ware for 100 points. Unfortunately, neither team is getting points oh, on this geez. one. Um, so there's one name that's more obscure than the other. I'm gonna get the obscure one out the way. Um, in 1981, the Green Bay Packers drafted Rich Campbell. Uh, um. And the reason why he didn't start was just he was not good. His arm was weak, and just, <laughs> he, he was a first-round pick. Good, yeah, not cool, not cool, not. Matt. How did you not get that, um, Matt? Yeah, I know Rich Campbell. I got my Rich Campbell right. jersey. I mean, the, with yeah. Green Bay always having their quarterback sit for a while, that I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I just have um, a thought on who this might have been. Shoot, <laughs> go ahead. The other one is it's a, it's a situation where he didn't play, isn't it? Where he didn't even report to camp. Yes. It's Jim Kelly, isn't it? It is Jim Kelly. Dang it. Uh, that is the uh, other uh, oh, that we should have asked because that was the very first one I, know. I said. We, sh- we, we should have asked, asked our clarifying clarification because you specifically I... said the first three seasons in the NFL. Oh, okay. Right. So we we kind of we kind of saw it. We steered away from Jim Kelly immediately because he went to the USFL. Yeah. That's on us though. I guess that we should have asked that wording is question. We were right off with our years. We were right on yeah. with our years. Boomer was picked up in '84, and he split starts with uh, Anderson until '86. That's that's the, the goat? goat, Ken Anderson. The goat, by the way. That's the goat. That's, that's, that's what I was told. <laughs> I still don't know if I agree with that, but um. I, I don't know. I have a, I have a T-shirt that has the that has the goat. I guess if it's on a T-shirt, it has to be true. So yeah, that's what we're going with. So Andre Ward did start one game his rookie season. Then so we missed it by season, one game? Well, no, because <laughs> his third season, he started three games. Andre sure, Ware played better. It's weird. started a total of six games in his entire career. Well, that's six more than we thought. <laughs> Wait, All so right, did he well, get traded to Detroit, or how did he end up in Detroit? Because he got drafted by the Oilers, right? Yeah, I have no, nothing about his career. I know nothing. I call him Andre Bruce. I know nothing about his career. <laughs> right. That's how much he doesn't care about Andre Ware. It's a completely <laughs> different name with a completely different spelling of Andre, might I add. Yes. Yeah. Andre. And I typed it correctly Andre. to Matt. I typed Andre. <laughs> no, well, Andre Ware is spelled A N D R E. <laughs> yes. Andre is A N D R E Y. And Clarence is C L A R E N C E. Okay. Yes. Clarence 3000. It's a completely different band. Right. Completely. Creedence Clearwater, Clarence Revival. We move away from Clarence Big Guy and Clarence 3000. Big Guy. Is that Ryback? Ryback and Clarence 3000. Didn't Andre 3000 play a guy named Clarence in uh, Semi-Pro? <laughs> yes. Oh, did he? Is his character name? There you go. Yeah, now well, you have a new character. Wow, might have been Clarence. Come full circle. Clarence 3000. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get through this last question. Um, <laughs> in the category of I feel a draft question coming in. In 2022, what school was the only one to have a player drafted in the first round in the NFL MLB and NBA drafts. This school is also the only one to have a number one overall pick in the NFL, MLB, NBA, and WNBA draft. I, I think that has to be it. 
I'm d- uh, yeah, I'm ready to go with it. Okay, we're going to check in. The Josh fan club for the final time tonight has checked in. Forced to team up. You got it's a little bit of time to talk things out. Yeah, this is this is agonizing. <laughs> um, but because we can't win, it makes it a little bit less agonizing because the stakes are a little bit lower. You can still win. Well, it's not likely. It's first of all, it wasn't likely the, the second Matt and I were teamed up. Let's just put it like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, Matt. I there's a bunch of schools that I I have three, and I I just I'm unsure about the fourth. I really. I think it's just kind of a crapshoot to pick one of them. So you have Baylor, Purdue, LSU, and South Carolina. And Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah. Like Again, the WNBA and the MLB are the ones to really focus on because, I mean, the WNBA is a smaller list, and baseball kind of has, you know, powerhouses. Like, it's not Rice. So I think we can eliminate that one. Um, I don't know. Any of those schools – I kind of like Purdue or maybe Oklahoma. Um, I don't know about the NFL for Purdue, but that could easily be someone from back in the day. Um, but they're a big baseball school. They're really good in uh, women's college basketball and they, and Glenn Robinson and the NBA. So I feel similar with Oklahoma. Right? we got Blake Griffin. I'm pretty sure they have some MLB first overall picks. Uh, Billy Sims in the NFL, right? And then... In the WNBA, I, was Courtney Paris a number one overall pick? I can't remember, but she's from Oklahoma. So I don't know. Pick one. I don't I don't mm. have strong enough convictions on, on one of them. Let's go with Purdue. All right. We're going to check in with Purdue for 100 points. And the Josh Fan Club answer and wager, please. Okay. Um. So I was trying to think back on who's had number ones. And baseball, I mean, obviously baseball is the one that you have to, to look at, but who knows the number one picks? You just kind of have to go with pedigree at that point. Yes. Um, because, you know, half of the baseball players are out of high school too. So um, so we were thinking pedigree with that is probably a lot of SEC teams. So I started looking at the SEC and then I started thinking about, okay, Shaq works for me. Jamarcus Russell, or Joe Burrow too, I suppose, works for Joe, me. Lead we'll for one, um, yeah. Simone Augustus, legend. Simone Augustus, and Tamika Johnson both work there. And I think I thought LSU has to have a number one baseball pick at some point. So we went with LSU for one hundred. I'm going to go through the 2022 draft since no one seemed to really think about it that way. Um, so. Um, in the NBA, the 18th, I think it was the 18th overall pick to the Rockets was Tari Eason. Um, in Major League Baseball, the sixth overall pick that year was Jacob Berry. And in the NFL, the third overall pick was Derek Stingley. It is LSU, and this was a know-your-host question for sure. Um, so those were the three. As far as the number one picks, um, LSU had three in football, Burrow, Russell, and Cannon. Um, Shaq and Ben Simmons for NBA. And for Major League Baseball is Ben McDonald. Oh yeah, um, and Simone Augustus for LSU. Um, I had to include WNBA because there is a second school that has number one picks in NFL, MLB, and NBA. No one mentioned it. Is UCLA because um, Garrett Cole was a number one for MLB. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep, that was on my short list. Yeah, yeah. that does and, make sense. Uh, I, I typed to Matt. Could be LSU, but that's no your host. I don't think he'd make it that obvious. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and this is 
kind of this was kind of on my on my mind too because more than likely LSU will have a number one pick in baseball um, with either Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens because both yeah. of those have been. Um, it, it is a chance it probably it might not be, but they've been two of the top three um, in a lot of the draft mock drafts before that. All right, game is coming to end. Here are the final scores. Force team up has finished with two hundred and ninety five points, but our winners receiving the coveted clipboard captain award, Rich Campbell, with. 670 points the josh fan club so congratulations drew and dan well done um (laughs) before we wrap things up um drew is there anything you'd like to say no just thank you guys for all that you guys do making a entertaining sports themed podcast got me through a lot of uh boring work days a lot of boring drives uh sparked more of a passion sports themed trivia other than just the the all-around Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, as far as that, we'd love to have you on anytime. Um, but thanks for playing our first game. Hopefully it wasn't yeah, too, too absolutely. bad. No, uh, not bad at all. But uh, I know some of the questions at the end were kind of mind stretchers, <laughs> but, but um, I think it went okay overall. <laughs> um, but otherwise, um, on behalf of Drew, Scott, Matt, and Dan, thank you for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. It, no, it's okay. If this is other stepbrother references, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things named in that movie. So, Yes, very much so. A lot of things named dropped in that movie. I have went to an Outback Steakhouse. I've become very fond of that place. <laughs> By the way, I went to a Cheesecake Factory the other day. Didn't meet anyone oh. there. Shocker. Shout out to Taylor. I felt, yeah. I felt, uh, I felt. You didn't even meet up with Taylor Shore? No. What about Vince Young? Wasn't there. Was Vince Young there. seems like he'd be the manager at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Steiner, I'm sure, is one of the, uh, one of the managers. Can I speak there. to your manager, please? And here comes, here comes Vince Young. He can't read the menu, obviously, but he can, he can manage the joint. Actually, there was, Scott Steiner was a restaurant manager at one point. Because there was a, a robbery that took place there, and they interviewed him on TV. Oh, jeez. You have to look it up. Scott Did he Steiner put the guy in the recliner? The <laughs> if there's one place you don't want to rob, it's a place near Scott Steiner.